Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Phones to silent, doors to cross-check, hold on to your hats. This is Five Yard Rush, your fantasy football podcast, with your hosts, Stocks, Sparky, Murph and Nick. Welcome back to Five Yard Rush, guys. The studio is half empty again. This time I'm joined by Murph. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, really good, mate. Uh, good to be back after last week's absence due to work commitments and uh, some family things. So it's good to good to be back in and, and recording. Yeah, it's good to have you back. Nick and I missed you last week. There was a... A giant Adam-shaped void to my right, but now you're opposite me. No, you held the fort well. It was good. I need two mics. So we decided we needed more mics, more equipment this week. Went out and bought it, and then don't need it because there's only two of us. <laughs> Could have waited another week. But so Sparky, fine. sorry mate, Sparky also isn't here. Um, you know, go find us on, well actually, we've changed provider. We're no longer provided by Podbean. We're on Anchor FM. That means it goes everywhere. Exactly the same as for Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. I think I've missed a load because we get extra ones now. Stitcher, tune in. There's about 20 others that's on. So if you're on any of those, then uh, we're finally there and you can finally hear us. Yeah, nice. Uh, social media, it's at 5 Yard Rush. It's still YRD Rush because we're being lazy and not sorting out the real one. But yes, Twitter, Insta, Facebook, all of those. And the website coming. Yeah, the website, <coughs> Murph's feverishly working away on a website, which we are going to appreciate. It's going to be some rankings, bits and bobs, waivers, general stuff that <laughs> you need for your fantasy, like usual. Today's show, like normal really, we've got news, waivers, 
Bit of Murph on the streets as always. Stats are unreal this week. Really good. <laughs> and then winners and losers if we have time. Sparky has sent in some winners and losers, but he's not here. So he's a partial loser as always. <laughs> still working out on the left belt timing. He kind of came in for, for one just to say, no, I'm still here. A bit and like then... Bell spotted at a gas station last week. Sparky <laughs> made one appearance and he's still up again. So that, that bet is still going. So let's see if Left Bell's back next week. Will Sparky be back next week? Maybe they're the same person. No, I can confirm they are not the same person. Where <laughs> for go. Uh, before we start on today's news, Murph has got a little bit of exciting information to hand out. Yeah, so um, we had a very exciting uh, bit of interest come through from uh, a very British guide to American football. You can find them at Very British NFL on Twitter. And they're really exciting. They're launching a book early next year uh, to promote sort of almost like a beginner's guide to NFL. So there's a lot of people that listen to the show. We've had some feedback where uh, the fantasy stuff's really good, but people are like too scared to maybe join the league or, you know, not sure on some of the penalty rules. And I was at the NFL on Sunday, seated next to a couple of people who were just trying to get into it. They're hearing the buzz, but maybe just some of the basic rules and the transitional pieces. So if you've got friends and want to get them involved this is a really handy guide it's it's looking great you can go visit their website you'll find it on their twitter bio and you can take a survey and also be able to get a free copy of the book when it comes out as well so definitely give these guys a follow interact uh, renee and simon are really lovely people yep. and we'll have some more information on that on next week's show it's pretty exciting stuff might squeak into the book possibly ourselves which is you know, something big for the future. That's yeah. not guaranteed, but just go check them out anyway because it's going to be exciting stuff. And the fact it's for the British market is quite unique at the moment. Yeah, so. absolutely. Because everyone's, you know, there's podcasts, we're here, and there's many other people that are doing podcasts, but, you know, sometimes just giving people something to look at, especially when it comes to formations and rules and players and just a quick guide into, into everything, then, you know, the, these guys are, are really taking on a huge job and, it's going to be great when it's done. I've got absolutely no doubt having spoken to them and the passion they have for it. So, yeah, more information next week, but do give the Twitter handle a look and a follow and visit their website. For sure. So, we might as well carry on the shout-outs. Murph was at the game on Sunday. I wasn't because little Hunter Bear needed some daddy daycare. That's fine. Being a dad is awesome. But Murph was at the game and he was invited back to the Hippodrome by... Jack from the Paul Brown podcast. Yeah, and Paul Brown himself and, as well. Yeah. And he was gracious enough to take you under his wing and it sounded like you had a pretty good time. I, I have to say, you know, I was not sceptical that Jack Jack and I are good friends. We're in the Epsom League together. It was the first time meeting Paul. Um, we've interacted quite a bit. It's a Browns podcast they run daily. So they do a daily Browns podcast. Daily. They're getting some really good traction. They've got some absolutely amazing guests they've had eric metcalf on they've had guys that do the daily um they've had people that do the daily shows on the radio and in the state they had the guy who caught the possum so that was a, an episode last week where they got the guy who caught the possum and if you don't know the story it was a lucky possum that was in the uh in the crowd when baker led them to victory against the jets so it, you know that guy was there they've uh, paul went over to Cleveland to watch uh, the blowout by the Chargers and he got in with the Mooney lot which is the tailgating group over there and they've got some really exciting guests uh, apparently Daniel Jeremiah has agreed to go on the pod 
They've said it on the pod, so I don't feel bad saying it on ours. <laughs> but give Paul a follow. He does some of the most hilarious videos. He's uh, at Paul Brown underscore UK. But they took us to the Hippodrome, and I've never had a British experience like it watching the NFL here. They've got full games. So we watched the entire Browns versus Bucks game in its entirety. There was me and Matt from UK Bucks, who we mentioned last week, and I've mentioned a couple of times. He came down and met me, and uh, we had a few beers, and there were four Bucks fans and 40 Browns fans. <laughs> so four of us went out very happy. <laughs> Just after being sick for most of it. Squeaky. So, yeah, so, uh, but yeah, if you get an opportunity, you go to this week's game, go to the Hippodrome. Uh, they've got loads of games, loads of space, head to the basement. They had four different games on and Red Dome, and it's the full game in its entirety. So definitely... If you get a chance, go there. It's brilliant. Wicked. But get there early, because otherwise you can't get in. So yeah, Murph just mentioned the UK Bucks. They're your handles at UK? They're at UK Bucks. They also do a sort of weekly podcast. Uh, Matt's still recovering. I don't think they've done the review of the Browns game yet, <laughs> and I kind of don't blame them. Uh, that's going to take a lot of emotional effort, I think, to do all round. So, uh, But I saw Matt there, and uh, it was uh, great to catch up with them and, and what they're looking to do to just grow a football community and they want to reach out to other fan bases as well so if you've got a particular fan base get in touch with them and and they really want to do a lot of joint stuff so get in touch talking of those buccaneers i haven't looked at the waivers yet but have you got any this week from the bucks on your waivers just one i've mentioned it before but it it's relevant of course always always we've got the same amount of buccaneers players on our waivers lists oh okay mine's relevant too then yeah so without further ado let's hit the news all right start with amari cooper shall we Big time news broke last night, nine o'clock our time, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it must. I think yeah, probably about then. Around I was about uh, then. watching soccer that at that time, uh, being in the ground. So it was it must have been around then. Something. Yeah, yeah. Mari Cooper has been traded to the Cowboys for a first round pick next year. Now the Raiders are accruing first round picks for the next few years, like it's going out of fashion, and I don't expect it to stop. Personally, good move for Mari Cooper. I think if you're the Raiders, you're you're laughing today. I know that the, the fan base and everyone questioned the uh, Khalil Mack trade. I personally understood it. They're not in win now. Nope. Khalil Mack is a guy, when he was on their defence, they were the 29th ranked defence last year. Where are they ranked as of today? They're ranked 29th. <laughs> they haven't improved, but they haven't got any worse. So, ultimately, what have you lost by, by, by chipping him off for two first-round picks? Absolutely nothing. They could very well get the one pick. And pick up old Nick Bosa, and Nick Bosa is going to be an absolute beast. Yeah. So if they get Nick Bosa, people won't be saying, "Oh, no, it might be clear who." <laughs> yeah. So it, I think for me it was a brilliant deal they got for that. I think this one's even better. Amari Cooper, you know, he's got talent. He's been to two Pro Bowls. There's no point in saying that he's not a, a good player. But is he the guy that when you really rely on to make the big plays, is he that guy? Not for me. I've not seen enough to say that he's the leader, that he's going to take this and, and get the results. He's, he's not in that same league as a uh, an OBJ, a Mike Evans, um, a, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. You know, he's not in that league. Nope. So to be able to have drafted this guy, get four years out of him, and then recycle that and get a new receiver or a new player in a position of need, great job. And to get three picks in what's probably going to look like the top 15, top 20, they're going to get some real talent. They could realistically, I was sort of listening to uh, a few people today, and there's a potential they could work the the draft in their favour to get Bosa and, and Hubert. And if they do that, if he can't, if he declares Hubert, 
his word that he might not. Ooh. So I, I'd so, be surprised if he doesn't. But yeah, I'm just saying what I heard today. Yeah, well, yeah, that's one to watch, but Bosa definitely is. Bosa's the pick uh, if you can get him at 1-2. He's not going past 2, so you definitely think that's the that's the guy. And Gruden doesn't have the best track record in drafting, but let's be honest, they're, they're homeless next year. They don't even know where they're playing, so why not use that as a rebuild year? First year in Vegas. Try and go for the Super Bowl. Why not? They could do it. Well, the Bears have done it in free agency. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's definitely possible. Um, Cowboys side, Amari Cooper, you're giving up your first round pick. I don't know where they are positionally and what they need for their whole team, but if they are very weak at wide receiver, there's not. it's not a great wide receiver class. So getting Amari Cooper for a first, he's probably as good as any of the wide receivers coming in, possibly. Yeah, I, d- I don't think... I think if you're... There was talk of Philly being in there and offering a second. Yeah. But his cap space is huge. He's going to be demanding, I think it's 13, 14 million. And he's a one-year deal. So you're basically getting a guy for a year and he can go on the free agency. So there's a huge risk in taking this on. You're signing him as a win now. So if you're the Eagles, for a second-round pick, that made perfect sense. You've got a lot of pieces. You just need something to complement Jeffrey. I make I make that right. I think that's that's a reasonable move. Yeah. But the Cowboys are miles off. You got a QB who's never leading you to the Super Bowl. He's all right, but you drafted him, you know, late second day for a reason. He's not that generational talent. No. So you need to think about your quarterback. Zeke Elliott's got what two years on his deal. So you're thinking we need to probably look you're at a replacement have to pay for him. him. Well, either pay him or, or, or replace him. I'd lean to replace him, but you see what happens. Michael Gallup is the one there, and he's a rookie this year, so Amari Cooper is going to take snaps, but they're poor on offense. The line needs work. They've got so many injuries there. Um, they need to fill in safety. There's, there's so many positions of need. What you're basically doing, what Jerry Jones is here, is he said, I'm, I'm happy with Garrett. I'm going to back him, and I'm going to give him more pieces. More for you. Uh, exactly. I think it's a stupid move. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And Garrett is not going to be fired now because he's now got more weapons, and... I just don't get it. it. It makes no sense. None of it makes sense to me. It's a stupid move and well done to the Raiders for exploiting an absolute desperate need of a team. Yeah, we've got a bit more on that later on. Keep going and we'll just have an Amari uh, Cooper podcast. So we'll move <laughs> yeah. on. Le'Veon Bell's not returned and is unlikely to return this week. It doesn't make any sense. He only needs to sign by week 10 to get his, to sign his franchise tag deal and then get on to the free agency next year. Why risk yourself a couple of weeks early? It makes no sense for Lev Bell. Well, he doesn't get paid this week. I think that's that's a big key because he doesn't get into doesn't get into the team. Well, you don't get paid in bye weeks. You're paid per game check. That's kind of how it works. Oh, no, I did not know that. Yeah. So you work as you basically get paid as as game check. So every time you play the game, you get that portion. So it's your salary divided by like the sixteen games or however it works. So it's basically pointless returning on a bye week then. Exactly. It's completely pointless. He wouldn't have got paid. He just would have been there in the facility and said, hi, I'm here. He wasn't getting a free check. I think he probably looked at it originally and that was where some of the information came from and has looked at that and gone, maybe that's worth it. But I think he has to come back a little bit early than 10 because he has to be in the the squad to play. Right. Um, or at least be ready for selection. So you don't want to risk a fitness issue. So you probably want to report week eight, week nine. Yeah. I'd still say there's a chance in reporting next week, but if not by week nine, he'll report. Okay. Yeah, there you go, Josh. We've been talking about that all day, and I didn't actually have a solid reason as to why he hasn't come back, but because he's money greedy and obviously wasn't getting any this week. Blake Bortles. This bit of news is irrelevant, just like Blake Bortles is. We've decided on the pod we're firmly against him, but 
he'll be starting this week despite being benched in the loss to Houston. <laughs> Coach Marone said the best chance they have to win is with Blake at quarterback. Somebody needs to punch that guy in the nose because he's not watching the same Blake we are. There's got to be these tests to see if you're of sound mind. <laughs> and I think Stone Face said that as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. I I don't understand. You benched him and rightfully benched. He was benched for two fumble plays in a row. You bring Kessler in. Kessler did a nice job. You know, racked up more yards than Blake did. Yep. Blake's not racking yards. He's not making throws. Um, there's options. I think they're in a win now. You know, there's quarterbacks there that that can be traded for. Go sign Tyrod. Go sign Tyrod. You could probably, you know, with what the Raiders are doing. You could probably go and get Carr. Yeah, but Carr's not that good. He's got a good arm. I like his arm. I like his distance. I don't think he's as bad. You know, you got to remember this guy two and a bit years ago was an MVP candidate. He got, he got injured last year or two years ago. Fair. So he lost most of the season and he was recovering, getting game speed and now he's in a completely new offense. And if you ever watch John Gruden, he runs very complicated offenses, which is why the risk of having all these picks is he's not great with rookies. He's not great at developing talent. He brings in very experienced, intelligent guys who can learn very complicated schemes. That's how he won the Super Bowl at Tampa. That's how he built a good team the first time around at Oakland. You're not looking at that team and thinking, oh, there's all these rookies and young talent. It was all very experienced. I mean, he took a quarterback in, in Brad Johnson off free agency because he wanted someone with experience. So back to Bortles. He'll start this week. He'll flop again this week. It's almost boring. That he's still in the boring Bortles is what I'm now going to call him because he's just boring. He, he's not a good quarterback. He shouldn't be starting, and you'll never change my mind on that. Sign Mark Sanchez. Sign Mark Sanchez. Moving on, Jamal Charles has been cut from the Jags, and that is presumably because they just signed Carlos Hyde. Now I have a stocksy hot take on this. Sure. Leonard Fournette, old noodle legs himself. People were saying that he's probably not going to be back till after the bye week. Now, why sign Hyde? For a third round, third or fifth, fifth, fifth. Well, either way, why sign him if you're you've got T.J. Yeldon? You know, Hyde is more of a Fournette shape than a Yeldon, but Yeldon is filling in quite amicably, in my opinion. Fournette's going on the IR. They're giving him up to the bye to get to prove his fitness, which he won't do because he's got noodle legs. Then they'll put him on the IR, which is why they signed Carlos Hyde. I think Carlos Hyde's cap hit next year if they cut him is very minimal, mm. so they're paying for this year. They're not only going to sign him if Fournette, I could be wrong, but this is my hot take. Fournette's going on IR. I couldn't agree more. He's definitely not fit. And he's definitely not. I don't even think he's 50-50. I think he's odds against to be fit after the bye. I'm with you 100%. I think that's exactly why they brought him in. There's no other reason. Um, you could sense Charles made mistake. Oh, sort of made a made a sense to do it because it was like, okay, Charles, he's experienced. You need him for a few games, tie over. No one questioned that. You bring in someone of, of Hyde's pedigree and, and paying him that money. Yeah, he definitely knew the legs is, is not going to be returning back <laughs> this season. So I'm with you. Couldn't agree more. Nice. More IR news. Marshawn Lynch, beast mode, has been placed on the IR with a core muscle injury. This hurts the Raiders because they've just got rid of their wide receiver one. By moving Amari Cooper on, Jordy Nelson is no longer going to be in the slot. He's going to be outside and therefore becomes irrelevant. I can't even remember the guy who plays in the slot's name now. He's irrelevant. Marshawn Lynch is on the IR. One of your old fellows, Doug Martin. He's irrelevant. Irrelevant. He's not, he's not getting touches. We'll talk about who you should pick up instead. So yeah, well, there'll be some more. That pretty much the only two people. I don't know if you've got Jared Cook in your tight ends as a pickup. No. So uh, Jared Cook is the only person on the Raiders now who can catch a football. 
and Jalen Rashad, but we'll talk about him in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that's what I meant. I think there's other options there, but yeah, I definitely for me this is this is a Raiders team, you know, I was sort of predicting that the Giants would, would probably get the one two pick. I think the Oakland are right in there. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're they're gonna tank and they're gonna tank hard and why not? couple of bits of Dolphins news now. The first one is high-flying wide receiver Albert Wilson could be going on the IR with a hip injury. He was... I picked him up last week shame. and he scored me a big fat donut. Yeah. It's a shame because they've been playing... Three yards he got. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Three yards, got injured and that's his season done. So uh, they are just like Oakland. It's every week they got someone... And someone else that's out injured or gone or something's happened. So now Albert Wilson's gone. Who, who's left? We'll tell you in waving. <laughs> Wait, spo- <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, Brocktober. Hey, uh, you snagged that off another podcast, didn't you? A little bit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we listened to the same podcast. It'll continue this week as Tannehill is not going to play. Brock Osweiler has not been bad. No, he hasn't been standard Brock, which concerns me because he's got it in him. But I think they're only looking for another week or two to have him in. So, and he's not in the waivers this week, so don't worry about him. Just no. a little bit of Finn's news. Hugh Jackson, he's clarified his comments from Sunday where he said he would become more involved with the offence. And he said he won't be taking the play calling over from Todd Haley. Good move, Hugh, because before this, you were terrible. <laughs> you were 1-31 and yeah. as an offensive play caller. Um, yeah. It's what it is, I suppose. I think every Browns fan must have heard that. Uh, you know what? You know what's worse than losing a game in overtime to a guy who can't kick, who kicks a fifty-nine-yard field goal to walk off. Having your head coach who went one and thirty-one calling plays, saying, "I'm going to take a bit more charge because this is my area and I can't, I can't let it go like this." No thanks. <laughs> no, that's just like that. That's when you go back to the bar and order the shots and and finish the night. <laughs> it's never going to get worse than that. So we move from one team who lost the weekend to another team onto the Arizona Cardinals. Sorry, Nick. Ah, uh, Patrick Peterson wants out. He said, you "Blame him? No, I, he's without a shadow of a doubt their best defensive player. He's a potential Hall of Fame, yeah, quarterback. Locked down, and he would like to go to the Saints. His cousin came out with this information. Any particular reason? Do we know why the Saints, or just because they're good? <laughs> I think I think he's thinking rings. I think he's thinking, where can I go and get a ring in a place where I can get in." And they're not the best defensive team. They're not bad. I mean, they're, they're sort of middle of the pack. People praised them last year. But imagine having corners where on one side you've got Lattimore and then you've got Peterson on the other yeah. side. Who do you throw to? Well, the thing is, you're in a you're in the most quarterback-heavy conference. So you need that to get through it. I think it'd be a good move. I'd like him at the Bucks because we've got, <laughs> we've got rookie cornerbacks who... Carl Davis, I think, is great. But on the other side, it'd be nice to have... Uh, a bit more experience there, so I think just having leaders in the room, I'd love us to. to I trade. The, I I personally would trade the first round pick for Peterson because, oh no doubt, you're never getting a player like this. No, if that's is. if that's the cost, do the business, shake hands because he's going to really make the difference. You might as well read the next one, mate. It's all in French to me because it's about <laughs> your cannon firers. So, um, Quan Alexander tore his ACL in the defeat against the Browns, so it was his uh, contract year. Oh. Quan was asking for. Around about nine ten million a year, uh, with a bit of a standoff with the Bucks. Uh, agent came by, talk, didn't agree a deal. He's now out for the year. He's going to be out for free agency signing. He's not going to be back until training camp. He's never going to get that offer again. So I don't know what the Bucks offered. If they even offered, it's all speculation. What happened? But 
Kwan is was looking to get paid because he was a fourth round pick. He's not been paid much on his rookie deal. Um, he's just seen Ali Marpet, who he was drafted with, get a huge fifty odd million dollar deal, and he's now going to be going home with with nothing. I hope it. I hope he comes back to the Bucks. He's a great player. He was having an elite day, probably a career day. So he went down just at the end of the first half, and he, he had eight tackles in the first half. Wow! So he was having a great day, really putting the money on. But it's a shame. And then Jack Sinchi, who came in uh, as his replacement. Then also tore his ACL in the same game. Oh, don't play linebacker for the Bucks. So we've just signed uh, Riley Buller. So for those of you hard knock fans, Riley Buller was on the uh, Bucks one the year before, very feature heavy. So he has come in to fill the hole. But yeah, it's a shame for Quan because he's not going to get the money he arguably deserves. I mean, that's a question, but he definitely deserves five, six, seven million a year. Nice, and he won't get that, which is a shame. Yeah, those damn ACLs. Tell me about it. Last bit of news is about possibly the greatest running back of my fantasy lifetime. I've only been doing it three years. I know my knowledge is greater than that. Won't blow my own horn, you know, toot toot. (laughs) But Todd Gurley had his first ever 200-yard rushing game on Sunday. Career year. He's putting up record-breaking stats week in, week out. He's going to... Yeah. Everything he does is unreal. Um, He's put up (laughs) more points this season than the entire Bills offense on his own. He's put up 88, and the Bills have put up 81. And oh, he's chasing the Cardinals down, who have 93. And probably by the end of this week, it wouldn't surprise me if he goes past them. No, 100. percent It's just you know, I, I grew up watching NFL in an era where you had the Damian Tomlinson and Priest Holmes, and at every year they were going for the rushing titles. And it was unbelievable. And there hasn't been two players like that since Marshall Falk was around at that time as well. So you had those three Hall of Fame running backs all at the same time in the NFL. And this guy is as good, if not potentially, given the nature of the game now, better than all those. So, yeah, hats off to him. He's uh, he's really, really just killing it. Talking of uh, running backs who are remarkable, I know you're not going to agree with this, but the all-time rookie yards from scrimmage, 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 scrimmage yards is Eric Dickerson with 2,000 and something yards as a rookie. Yeah, potentially I'm not... Fair on that. I'll okay, so Saquon Barkley is currently on course to beat the rookie scrimmage yard record. Just throwing that out there. Okay. Wouldn't you know? He hasn't had the greatest of starts, fantasy wise or football wise, for the Giants. But to break that record would be some feat in your first year. So he's on pace to do that. Yet the Giants are still one and six. Yeah. Sign Mark Sanchez. Sign Mark Sanchez. <laughs> right, Murph. That's the news. Let's move on to the waivers. Now I'll start because I've got a buck. Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? So, my first quarterback, as all every week, guys, start the quarterbacks, work our way down, and Jameis Winston is, I think he's around 50% owned, 60. Check this morning, 73. 73. So, he's probably not out there, but if he is, pick him up, he is must start. Yeah, I mean, he won't have a worse game than he did against uh, he, he did against the Browns this season. You know, no, no touchdowns in the air. He rushed him for one, for a couple of picks. Uh, one, of, he, one of them in overtime wasn't his fault, but... Yeah. He um, scores anyway just because of the amount of yards he throws for. And rushes. He led the team in rushing as well. So there you go. So definitely pick up. My next quarterback is Mitch Trubisky. I don't know how I can tell you how old he is because he's right in front of me because he's that high on this week's list. And he's 51. Only 50. Okay. So everybody go out, check your leagues. Mitch Trubisky, he's had his bye week. He's plug and play. They've got one tough matchup it looks like here. They play... I mean, you can throw on Minnesota at the moment. You can throw on the Rams. Uh, they got Minnesota twice, but otherwise, 
Yeah, the Rams in week 14 is his only tough matchup, and the amount of weapons they have go sign Mitch Trubisky. And then my third one, this is a make or break for Case Keenum, but they take on the Chiefs this week in what could either be a blowout or a gunslinging affair, and if that's the case, Case Keenum will score points. That's my three. Where are you at, Murph? Yeah, I've gone for two quarterbacks in the same game. Um, <laughs> I also went for Winston, so 72.1% owned. Oh, there's um, our buck. But oh, there, I had another buck in there. Sorry. Oh, the truth comes out. <laughs> I forgot I put Winston in because I thought he's so high, but I left him in there. Um, so I have gone for, and you can pretty much choose between them, the any quarterback in the Arizona versus 49ers game. Such a disgusting choice. It's because you've got two teams that cannot defend. You've got Rosen is 2.6% owned. They've got a brand new OC in Brian uh, Byron Leftwich, who, if, if those of you listening, he was a Jags quarterback, drafted, I think, fourth pick in 2002, 2003. Maybe it's 2004. It was around that era, anyway. And um, he, you know, he's had a toe injury, which affected his performance on Sunday. He is going to be cleared to play. I feel you, I've also got a toe injury at the moment, so I'm with you, Josh. Um, Fitz is almost fit for the first time in weeks. Kirk is all set, ready to go. Um, bring DJ into it. The, you know, the coordinator, basically he took, he took the job on Friday. He can't do anything Sunday. You know, there's, no, there's no time. He had one practice. To, he can't implement ideas. He's now had a full week. I, I, I really like him to, to, to score more than they have done at any point in the season. On the other side, CJ Befford, he's 6.5% owned. Playing Arizona, again, that D is pretty poor, right? You've got Peterson in there. But yeah, but if he walks he wants out, to he's, he's not going to play top, is Yeah, he? <laughs> he's certainly not going to play out of his skin. So, you know, one of these QBs is going to go off. You know, Befford is playing in a Carl Shanahan uh, offense who will always generate points. They're very creative what they do. Yep. He's got Kittle, who for me is the tight end of the season. Um, more so than Gronk because he's played every game and he's made a massive impact. So... I think either of those QBs are due to go off. Yeah. What I game. like what I like about the chap in what's his name? The new OC. Byron Leftwich. Yeah, he was the quarterback coach in Arizona, but he was signed by Bruce Arians. And obviously being there while Bruce Arians was in charge, the players will know him already and he can play the Arians way, which worked as opposed to the Mike McCoy. Mike McCoy? Yep. Yeah, that that didn't work. No. Seeing as we're on your half of the page, let's have some running backs. Sure. So I have gone, my must add, if I had one player in this whole list, I would have just for this week as a streamer, is Chris Ivory. He's 9% owned. You will find him. So uh, Sean McCoy got injured last week. He got me point one. He got one yard rushing and got injured very quickly. I had a lot of injuries this week. I four in one team, and it was pretty hurtful. Um, he could also get traded, so he's in concussion protocol, but he could also get traded. There's a lot of talk of him going to the Eagles. Uh, but Chris Ivory very quietly had over 100 scrimmage yards last week, and they've got a, a quarterback who, we say he's 35, really he's probably more like 65. <laughs> and I don't know if he could get his arm up in the position to throw the ball. He certainly didn't uh, with their amazing five points they put up this week. So... I expect them to just run and pound the rock. And Chris Ivory's going to get a lot of touches. He's even getting receptions. Um, they've got no one else on that team. That whole team is awful. This is the only guy you'd even consider from the Bills. He will get you yards. Pick him up. 9% owned. He will be there. Waiver. Fab budget. I'm telling you now, fab budget. 
I'm spending 25% on him. Easy. 25? 100%. That seems low. Maybe more. Depends on the type. Well, it depends on your season, what you need, but minimum of 25%, maybe maybe more. But he is the guy that's going to take you through. The only reason I say 25% is he's not going to be there the number one all season. Unless McCoy also has an ankle injury and it lingers. If you didn't handcuff McCoy with this guy, then, you know, you're feeling it. More for you. Listen to us next preseason when we talk about handcuffs. (laughs) (laughs) Prequel. Yeah. Um, Marlon Mack put in there. Again, this is my sort of second option. He is killing it at the moment. 54% owned. I can't believe I didn't pick him up in my dynasty. He was there and I just... It was either him or Ito Smith and I thought... Smith's going to get work. Mac's going to be in a time. No, it's not. It's just Mac. No, Mac's, Mac's been killing it. Getting um, 100-yard games left, right and centre at the moment. Again, I'd say with Ivory, he's, he's the one that you've got to add. If uh, if you can, he's slightly more owned, so you might be a bit unlucky. Definitely use your waiver claim on him. Um, or if not, you know, Ben, this is the guy I'd spend more of my fab budget on because he will remain there all year. So this is how I would spend 40% of my fat budget on. And they've got Oakland this week, which is nice. Yeah, you're asking for that to be hammered. Um, Jalen Richard, 17.7% owned. Um, ignore Doug Martin. Just ignore him. I've watched him long enough. I need to cancel He's had one play. good year. One good year he's had in his career. He is irrelevant. He's irrelevant to fantasy football. He's irrelevant to NFL. He's got a job. He's nicking a living. Let's be honest. He's nicking a living. He's earning his paychecks. Pay it back. But he doesn't do anything. So... Um, the other guy I would be really sneaky to try and, and, and take here is a guy called Chris Warren. And don't worry if you haven't heard of him. I, I understand. He is 0.2% owned in fantasy leagues. 0.2% people know their stuff. Yes. <laughs> so this guy is a guy that Gruden talked about very highly in preseason. He got injured. He's on the IR. He's due to come off after the bye. So this is a definite one to stash. Get him off very, very quickly. Again, Doug Martin's a ghost in this roster. It's going to be Richard getting more of the touches, but I can see Warren getting more of the big rushes. So uh, if you pick him up in time for you know now, you can stash him away and use him in your playoffs. I think he goes big towards the end of the year. I love this next one. Yeah, Raheem uh, Mostert, 3.9% owned. I think you mentioned him last week, didn't you? So again, no one really listened. Silly. <laughs> well, unless he was 0% and we have 3.9% of total ESPN <laughs> listeners. I'll take that. <laughs> We can grow out a bit more, but we'll start there. Um, so, uh, Breeder is still injured. He came in the game last week. He went out very quickly. Um, Alfred Morris has pulled the Doug Martin trick of being there on the roster chart, but actually being irrelevant. So, uh, he's a must-add for me, Raheem Mostert. I put him at sort of wide receiver, uh, running back three or four available on this list. And the last one I've got in here is Rojo. I know I've talked about him before. And, oh, is he relevant? People might have just lost patience with him his ownership's gone down to 15% but he got his first uh, professional touchdown in the win against the Browns one yard run it was yeah was it one yard I yeah, thought I think it was so. a bit more than that. it was yeah it was in it was the short. goal line yeah it was two, yeah, one two three yards it was in the goal line um, and that's the key the fact that he was trusted not Barber in the red zone to, to punch it in so he's definitely one that you want to stash away and see his production grow it will continue to grow and be ready for the playoffs and you Breaking news, Ooh. former Jets, former Titans wide receiver, apologies, Rashad Matthews is signing with the New York Jets. Great pickup. That's a great signing. We mentioned two weeks ago that he had visited. The Browns. Was and he? We were, yeah, it was, he visited the Browns and I was like, um, put your alerts onto Rap Sheet because if he gets signed, pick him up. So if he's signing with the Jets, 
whatever we've put on this list. I'm just looking if there's anyone I'll take above him. Not this week, but I would take him this week um, because he's going to go off. Yeah, I mean, Jermaine Curse was irrelevant this week. Uh, Robbie Anderson's the only Jets wide receiver really to own with Quincy and Noonwa being injured and Terrell Pryor being cut. Yeah. Um, I know my Jets, although I haven't written about them in a few weeks. Sorry, boys. <laughs> yeah, definitely sign him. That, that's probably gone to be my wide receiver 1-2 this week to pick up. Yeah. So... With Murph's extensive list of running back waiver claims, he's he's gashed my list and I only have one left, and that's Mike Davis of Seattle. Now, with them being on bye, he may have been cut. He's only 17% owned, so go have a sneaky look for him because Rashad Penny, he's been all but forgotten. Except for last week. Yeah, when he shared with Chris Carson. They picked up a lot of touches. It's one to watch, yeah, definitely, but... He's been good. Mike Davis has been good, and even if it is, becomes timeshare... It's not a bad ad in this god-awful running back market at the moment. No, it is, it is as dry as a desert. So if you're in a deep league, definitely do it because you're not going to find much else out there. Unless you find Chris Warren, then definitely take him. You should find there. him. <laughs> <laughs> he should be there waving his arms. Yeah. Come get me! Unless you are in one of those leagues where, for some reason, he's zero. That must be like a 32-team league or something. <laughs> I'll have a stab at wide receivers in case Murph takes them all. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm probably the number one to go get is Rashad Matthews just because of situational benefit there. Sam Donald's uh, actually Sam Donald was horrendous this week. Uh, I heard a stat earlier something like he only made five completions to wide receivers had a low. passer rating of 50 odd which is horrendous. Yeah, but he was playing an elite D. I know they haven't been this season but Zimmer's a, a great defensive coach. They've got the they got the personnel and he's a rookie. Yeah. I wouldn't read that much into it don't drop him Josh don't drop Josh uh, Sam Darnold especially not drop Di- Sam Darnold especially in Dynasty so my next wide receiver is Cole Beasley now this is a bit of a it, this was this was written pre-Amari Cooper yeah so I don't know how relevant Cole Beasley is he's had a couple of good weeks um, PPR wise he's had 7.56 last week the <laughs> The Cowboys have a torrid offence. Dak isn't playing that well, but he's only 27% owned. And if you're in buy trouble, then this guy is not... He's not. You could do worse. Next on the list is, I think, a bigger ad than Matthews for the Jets. And it's Tracon Smith. Now, mm. had a big week two weeks ago in the Drew Brees annoy Murph paper at half-time business. And actually, Drew Brees got another bit of paper this week, didn't he? When he beat the Ravens, did you see that? He got given he got, another certificate uh, or something. <laughs> but we won't. We won't. <laughs> what did he do this time? Did he complete like a hopscotch course or something like that? Or? No, he did the hula hoop. <sighs> yeah, thirty rotations of the hula hoop. So, so which yeah. one did he get it for? Was it the five hundred touchdowns or the fact that he's beaten all thirty-two? I teams? think it was five hundred touchdowns. Okay, that's not even the record. No, well, I think it's just. Anyway, he's got his 500 scout badge touchdown. Murph's clapping. I'm going to move on before he walks out on me and I'm left on my own. <laughs> Staying with Traquan Smith, he's only 17% owned and is... Lower in ESPN, he's 8.7. Really? Yeah, really Maybe low. that 17% is... Yahoo. Yeah, or, or everywhere, everywhere, an amalgamation. It's very low on, on ESPN. Uh, Ted Ginn's been placed on the IR and he's definitely the two now behind Michael Thomas. And if Michael Thomas... As good as he is, he will see double coverage. Double coverage, and one of those will be an elite corner. So, Traquan Smith, I he have... got seventy three percent of snaps last week. Yeah, big, big time deal. And I think Cam Meredith is the other one there. Yeah, so Cam Meredith's there. He's not getting a look in. No. 
In fact, uh, they've got a really interesting quarterback who appears everywhere. Uh, so he rushes the ball, he plays at QB. Um, Taysen Hill, I think his name is. Um, he literally will appear in fourth quarters and just he'll receive balls, uh, he'll catch, he'll rush, occasionally throw. <laughs> He once came in for victory formation, which I thought was hilarious. <laughs> Drew Bees has done all that work. You've yanked him and you've put heel him for, for victory formation. I thought it was brilliant. Um, but yeah, so th- there's not anyone there other than Smith. He's going to go off. Yeah, so we mentioned the the Dolphins are in all sorts of wide receiver trouble. And my next guy is Danny Amendola. He's only 10% owned, but with Brock looking to be the starter, or he's now confirmed as the starter in week eight, they seem to have some sort of relationship, him and Amendola. He's got 20 targets in two weeks, which is unreal. In PPR, you, 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 it's big money. And considering Devontae Parker, is he's just been hung out to dry. I mean, his agent has accused uh, guys of not playing him and, and, and why not when I'm fit sort of thing. With Wilson being on the IR, Kenny Stills out injured. It's Amendola or bust at the moment. Oh yeah, I, I've put here he's he's last man standing, twenty four point four percent owned in the ESPN leagues. Um, my only worry is it's not the playoffs. That's my only concern. <laughs> I've got him on my list, that's why I know the stat. But I am worried because uh, Danny Amendola really only ever turns up when it's the playoffs. So if someone can get a calendar up, I know it's October. If someone <laughs> can put a fake calendar up everywhere and say it's January, then we might get a really productive Danny Amendola. That's me done. I'm going to do one of yours just because he's a Bronco and that's Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Only 8.6% owned. I'm in that 8.6% because I am a Broncos truther and Cortland Sutton is legit. And it's been, I think it's been mentioned the last couple of weeks that the wide receivers are going to be shipped out, either Sanders or Thomas. Now, Thomas is gone. I, Tom, I'm yeah. so convinced. Sanders is playing well enough to keep himself in. He's going to be cut at the end of the year just because of his cap. But... He's done enough to keep himself in the squad this year till the end. Demarius Thomas has been woeful. They drafted Sutton to replace Thomas, and Deshaun Hamilton will replace Emmanuel Sanders. Now, they're both sick wide receivers. Deshaun Hamilton's hands and route running are as good as anyone in the league. He just hasn't been given the chance yet being a rookie. And Cortland Sutton has proved relevance like he did last week. I think he had 40-odd yards and a touch and got me 8-point-something points, which... As a wide receiver, four flex wasn't horrendous, and if he does, if if one of the two top wide receivers there leaves, Cortland Sutton becomes relevant, and the only trouble is Case Keenum throwing him the ball, but that won't last long. No, especially if if they get routed this week by the Chiefs, then you'll see Chad Kelly turn up, and that will be Chad Kelly for the rest of the season, in my opinion. Hundred percent. And then Chad Kelly is pretty good. And I like him. I called for him to start. I think he should have started the season, but. It's bold. It's a bold strategy, Cadden. Um, yeah, so go get my boy Cortland Sutton, and he's only 8.6% owned. Murph? I've got two more. Uh, Chris Hogan, he's been getting a lot of drops in terms of in leagues. He's down to 47% owned. He's a proper PPR grab, though. Yep. Um, so he got seven targets last week. He's getting more and more targets every week. I know people saying, oh, we'll flash Gordon this, and um, Edelman's back, but actually... Chris Hogan, if you looked at where he was last season, this was the sort of time he really kicked on and became... He was wide receiver one relevant. Yeah. I had him in my league. He was huge. I was in a deep, deep hole, picked him up off waivers, and he got me through to uh, mediocrity, which, from where I was with all my players injured, 
I'll take. So um, <laughs> I like Chris Hogan. He's got great skills, and I think he really comes alive from now. Worth a stab. This one is an absolute punt. Hate this. If you are if you are bottom of your league or you're second from bottom in your league, there are two players you need to grab. The first one makes sense in Tyrell Williams, eight point four percent owned. He is a massive big boom or bust. If you're projected to be twenty points, twenty five points behind your opponent, this is the guy you grab because he will either smash it and get you a hundred odd yards like he did at Wembley, but he doesn't get targets. He's a big play guy. He scored on their first offensive drive, 75 yards, touchdown, cheers. And that's the kind of guy he is. So he's a big boom or bust, but if you're projected to lose by 25 or more, why not? The other one is Devontae Parker, 20% owned. I, After what's happened this week, I'm convinced he gets traded, and he gets traded for next to nothing. Where's he going? Uh, no one's really saying, but I'm convinced he'll go somewhere. It, do you know what? I wouldn't put it past Green to pick him up for next to nothing. Seventh, maybe a sixth. Something cheap, um... He's got a bit of cap to him. Raiders haven't got that problem. So I think he gets traded, be ahead of the curve. He'll end up in some situation. He can play, but he just he's like Amari Cooper. He's not a guy you want to be a one, but he'd be a very good two. Yeah. So uh, I would I would take a punt on him. Yeah, with Tyrell Williams as well, he's on bye this week, so the chance of somebody else picking him up is less. Talked about this last week, guys. Anybody on bye, if you've got room to stash him for forward movement, 100%. go kill it. And then he takes on Seattle, Oakland and Denver. Now, Denver D was pretty good last weekend, but you can pass on them. So, the Chargers scheduled. Then they have Arizona and Pittsburgh and Cincinnati and Kansas City. So, the next six games for the Chargers are play- definitely... They're all sli- they're all shootouts. Yeah. Yeah, then they have Baltimore, which That's is... the first tough day they'll face. Yeah, and that will be in your in your fantasy playoff final if you make it. So, if he gets you to there, plug He's and play. Job. Yeah. That's it for us. I think wide receivers, as we're on your tight end, we've mentioned this boy before. Yeah, he's still only 40% owned. Uh, CJ Uzma, especially this week. So the Bucks have given up a touch uh, a touchdown, um, touchdown to a tight end in each of their last four games. So um, he's nailed on. Yep. Pick him up. He's nailed on. He's getting you 10 points this week. No problem. Who do I have at tight end? Ah, so tight end. Now, last week, I gave you a real deep, sleeper you did from it was the sort of thing to go and stash with a real hopeful and he was zero percent owned and this week he's one percent owned and that is chris herndon of the new york jets now he scored a touchdown i told you to go get him because tight ends are horrendous and like i said go get him he scored another touchdown this week had 42 yards of four receptions and was super close to a second touchdown Although the new signing of Rashad Matthews hurts him a little bit because there's another target in town. But yeah, like we mentioned earlier, with all the injuries and cuts, it's it's not a bad... It's, if, you, if you're really hurting at tight end, you could do worse than Chris Herndon. Yeah. And then I've got another <laughs> stupid, seriously deep tight end stash. I don't expect this one to pay off. And it's Michael Roberts of Detroit. Now, he's 0% owned, as I'd like to... I'd like to aim for a 0% owned tight end to go for. And he's just come back off of the IR or off of injury. He's, he was injured anyway. Yeah. And he scored two touchdowns last week. Now, he's not going to do that every week. And was it... Who did the Lions play? So the Lions. Have they're the, the Dolphins. They're, yeah, and the Dolphins. You can score touchdowns on them at tight end. Yep. Maybe that was the game plan, but... What we've seen with Kerryon Johnson, you know, the Lions haven't had a 100-yard rusher in 
was it 10 years or eight years? Or yeah, it was a it long was, time. I think it was about six years. Okay. Um, but Kerryon Johnson's now done it twice in three weeks and he went for 150 yards this week. They've also used the tight end a lot in Michael Roberts. Are the Lions diversifying under Matt, Matt Patricia? Yeah, potentially. The biggest worry is if you have Stafford there, his yards just keep... Yeah, his pass attempts was either a season low or it was very low. It was a season low, 217 yards. I mean, he got touchdowns, no no turnovers. But yeah, I, listen, it's it, at this point, he's worth a stash. I don't have a lot of value in the tight end position unless you've got the top three. It's not worth it. Is it even top three now, though? Because Gronk's not been Gronk. Right, if Gronk's not performing, but his numbers are still good enough to, to justify him. But it's Kelsey Hurts and, and Gronk in whatever order you want to put. And then there's a big gap to everybody else. So... Um, it's worth if you're going to stash if you play in a really deep uh, eight man bench nine man bench might be worth a punt but yeah go get Michael Roberts and then if he goes off again this week I'm getting a shirt printed as some sort of tight end whisperer or something oh you gotta do it 100% back you I'm on the DST page I might as well crack on I've got two first one is the Redskins versus the Giants now the Redskins have got a sneaky good D more actual NFL relevant than fantasy relevant, but they take on the Giants this week. And Manning has thrown four interceptions, had four fumbles, and he's been sacked 20 times. The Redskins should create... Breaking news. Oh, wow. So it's quite interesting because we mentioned part of this story, but there's been a new twist to the Pat Peterson case. Go for it. So Adam Schefter has just tweeted right now, New Orleans have been in the market for a cornerback. Pat Peterson was the ultimate, but they have now gone with former first-round pick Eli Apple. From the Giants? Yeah, it was, it was cut. Huh. So they have picked up Eli Apple. Breaking news. That's a pretty decent pair, cornerback pairing there now. Cause... Oh, yeah. That's hot. But that rules out Peterson to New Orleans. Oh, I feel bad for the guy because I'm not sure who's going to get him now. Yeah, Bucks. Or Bro- Cannons. Oh, oh, no, no, no. Come to Mile High, my friend. Come anyway. Replace Akeep Tlaib. Anyway, yeah, so the the Redskins... No, it's fine. Breaking news. Hit the drop button. You can't. Anyway, the Redskins, yeah, they'll get turnovers against the Giants because the Giants turned the ball over. I I couldn't agree more. 14% owned in the ESPN leagues. Giants, I mean, they they scored a garbage time touchdown to cover the spread. The Masters are covering the spread, but never (laughs) actually winning games. Um, Pat Sherman went for two when they were 14 points down. Someone try and justify that one to me. I, I don't see it. So, I think for me, definitely Redskins, coaching's bad, quarterback's bad, running back's a wide receiver, doesn't really run. He runs for three yards of run. So, yeah, put put your put your house on the Redskins if you got your D on by. They are definitely well worth picking up. And then my other one, sorry, mate, I had to do it, but it's the Bengals against the Buccaneers. I don't understand this at all. Just because Winston's thrown two interceptions in his last three games. Yeah. yeah. If your league is pays a premium on INTs and not yardage, then it's a, it's a. I get that. One of the INTs should never count it because we should have won the Listen, game. Listen, I don't make the rules on INTs. <laughs> I'm just saying he's thrown two in his last three games. No, he has, and and he's always he's always going to turn the ball over, but it's depending on the points, right? That they're going to put up. I mentioned your Redskins. You've got two more, and then you've got your kickers. Yeah, so Steelers for me against the Browns. Browns offense is is still not great. They, I mean Baker. Listen, Baker is great. He will be a great quarterback, but he's still learning. They, they struggle to put up yards, especially in the first half. Mm-hmm. And that Steelers D has got pressure. It can make plays. And again, I can see them potentially turning the ball over with forced fumbles, etc. Is TJ Watt fit? That is a very good question. I do not know if he is fit. Because that is a huge cog in that Steelers D. Oh, he's huge. I think he... 
Last time I heard it, he wasn't. I think he was questionable. So okay. it'd be interesting to see if he's fit. But keep an eye on that. Either way, I'd plug and play them in potentially. Not over the Redskins, but good shout. Your last one I go here is the Chiefs, which you probably never see again. Six percent owned. They were elite against uh, Jacksonville, who had a quarterback who couldn't throw. In this situation, you've got a quarterback who can't throw. Um, <laughs> he turns he turns the ball over every every week without fail. He's a turnover machine. Um, fire up your Chiefs. They are going big. Everything. You want the Chiefs ball boy, water boy, popcorn merch. I'll take, I'll take the stadium attendant, anyone. Yeah. Fire him up. Is that at Mile High or at Arrowhead? Ooh. You've got first demo, but I don't know. Had it on my list. I can tell you right now. It is it's at Mile High. I was going to say, if it's at Arrowhead, then definitely fire them up. I still think either way. Yeah, no, it's just apparently Mile High is a lot harder to play at than... Uh, Arrowhead, sorry. It's a lot harder to play at than yeah. most places. Uh, I'd fire them up. Kickers, because I like putting kickers in waivers. The Giants guy again. Yeah, Rosas. Uh, they're going to kick the ball. They're just always going to kick it. So. <laughs> um, although they didn't for the extra point, so that would have cost you one. But I can see the skins reducing into a lot of field goals. Again, see him going 10 points plus. Dustin Hopkins versus uh, the Giants. Love that. Again, absolute brilliant uh, opportunity for him to keep racking them up. He's been steady and consistent all season. And then Randy Bullock against the Bucks Again, they're going to score points. They're going to get kicks. If he can make them, he'll be good fantasy value. Right, mate. We've, we've been rattling on. Uh, let's do... i tell you what. Let's do Murph on the Streets first, just because the fans love the stat, and these three are absolute gems. Yeah. So, um, here we go. Some stats. So, the Falcons signed uh, Giorgio Talvecchio, and apologies if I messed up his name, to replace, uh, to replace the injured Matt Bryant. So he made a 56-yard field goal, field goal even, to put the game out of reach in the fourth quarter against the Giants last night. It is also the longest field goal by a player in his first game with a new team in the last 40 seasons. It, it, so somebody 40 seasons ago kicked one further than 56 yards? Yeah, I was impre- that was the part that, that got to me more than anything. Uh, I think that was impressive. Jack's just put on the group Eli Apple to the Big Apple. He's behind. Yeah, yes. Get with the game, Jack. Come yeah. on. Already, already signed that. Sorry. Um, Odell Beckham Jr. has reached 5,000 career receiving yards in uh, fewest games than any player since 1970 merger. With 54 games. He just passed Julio Jones, who accomplished his feat in 56 games. The next one is Drew Brees. Um, he basically missed his first extra point. No, no, Drew Brees did not miss Sorry. Drew Brees. Justin Tucker, I misread it. <laughs> Justin Tucker missed his first career extra point. So he has now uh, missed one of his 223 career extra points. Heartbreaking. Apparently it's the first kick he missed in a game since he was 16. He, n- he never missed oh, an extra that, point. That, that feelings, he's never felt that really as a man. No. <laughs> See how he recovers next week. Uh, but Drew Brees will also beat all 32 teams in the NFL. Give the man a certificate. Um, yep, yeah, sure. <laughs> And this is my favourite stat of the season, by the way. So this is from Next Gen Stats. Uh, Mitch Trubitsky covered 71.9 yards of distance on his eight-yard touchdown run, which is the most distance covered on a run that gained fewer than 50 yards this season. It's also the most distance that a QB has covered on a run this season. So he ran 72 yards, basically, to get eight. But he got the scratch down, so I guess it was worth it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Did he run backwards a long way or yeah, sideways? Yeah, he ran lateral and then sort of in a loop. And I want to know the person who managed to count that. Like, fair play. It's just a tracker. Yeah, It would just be his little... Uh, You've I'd... ruined my dream. I wanted a guy on a clipboard that went out there afterwards <laughs> and, and drew, drew it. the line. 
with, the, with one of those wheels just walking around. So he doesn't get those points, fantasy owners, but it's a shame, but he got the touchdown. So Yeah, I like the cool. title you put on there. It's Run Mitch Run with a little emoji running person. He's <laughs> finished off this Murph on the Street segment perfectly. Right, let's smash some winners and losers and then get out of town. 100%. Go on then. So, winner for me, Todd Gurley. Absolutely. Uh, finally got his 200-yard rushing game. Um, you know, three more TDs to his collection. He now has 14 this season, 11 rushing and three uh, receiving. He's on pace for the most rushing touchdowns since uh, the Damien Thompson set record in 2006 with 28 touchdowns. So, for me, absolute uh, smash and grab winner. He is going to be elite. Yeah, if you traded, if you drafted Todd Gurley as the number one or number two, if someone like me took Bell one, you're probably going to win your league or get to the final at least. Hundred percent. So he, I've got him in one league and I'm seven and zero, and a lot of that's down to Todd Gurley. So, cheers. Uh, I've got a combined loser this week. Go. Which is the Jags and the Eagles combined, and the reason I say that is they both suffered really shocking losses in very different ways. The Jags get stuffed by Houston and benching their quarterback, whilst the Eagles threw away a 17-point lead to lose 21-17 in the fourth quarter. I've just got some details on that Eli Apple trade. So they... I thought he was cut. Yeah, so I thought he was, but apparently he wasn't. I don't understand his work, because he was a former he was a former Giant. He was cut from the Giants. They're saying Saints traded a fourth-round pick in 2019 and a seventh-round pick in four... I guess he wasn't cut. I guess he was just not played. Not played. So the Saints have traded a fourth round pick next year and a seventh round pick in 2020, which is basically a waiver of a, waiver of a piece of paper. So uh, for Eli Apple, so interesting. Apparently, Chad Kelly got arrested last night. Ooh, that saves Case Keenan's jobs a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> wow, um, there's been a lot of breaking news on this pod. It's yeah, surprised. it's all it, coming through. Get it out quick. Yeah. So um, back to the Eagles and Jags. So both lost. They meet at Wembley. I'll be there. You won't be because you're still doing. Daddy duties, which is completely understandable. Your little one still needs you, um, as does your lovely wife. So, uh, as a result, this for me is like a six-pointer. This is a winner-takes-all. Loser is on the verge of elimination. So, both of those teams for me are losers in very different ways. But one of them is really going to be the ultimate loser on Sunday. So, if you're not going to the game, tune in. It's going to be a cracker. Yeah, half past one, GMT. Sparky's winners and losers... uh... His winner is the Panthers because they had a good fourth quarter to beat the Eagles. Sort of piggybacks on Murphs. Loser there. Uh, Got to keep closing this WhatsApp group that keeps popping up on my phone. Cheers, boys. And then <laughs> Sparky's loser is the Cardinals. Now, I also have them, and it's just because they are woeful. I will get into a little bit more detail about that in one second. Now, my winner and the loser. My winner are the Oakland Raiders. Uh, we, we mentioned this earlier. They've got five first-round picks in the next two years. This is a really good way for John Gruden to build the Raiders he wants to build. Don't know if they're done trading at all yet. Carl Joseph, their safety is definitely one that could go for another first round. Someone looking for a safety. Giants, perhaps. Now, Eli Manning's, you know, he's a cornerback, playing in the strong or something like that. And even Derek Carr. The Jags have been rumoured to take Carr. I don't see that. I, I don't see that at all. Fair. I, I just think, I think Marone benched benched him last week to send a message to the entire team I think if he could have benched everyone he would have done Yep. and you don't come out and make a statement of our best chance to win is with Blake Bortles and then go and trade for someone new that's just not how the Jags organisation have ever worked um, they are of the mindset that he is their best opportunity to get to the promised land it might be wrong you've got to admire the loyalty 
Um, but I don't see Carr going. I think if Carr goes, it's for a high price, and I think it's to the Giants. Yeah, and I, I, was, think, I was just going to say that. Yeah, because the Giants have to justify why they picked Barkley. They're in win now, apparently. So yeah. that deal makes sense. Love it. And my loser is the Arizona Cardinals, along with Sparky. <laughs> mentioned Patrick Peterson requested a trade. I thought, well, he's mentioned he was going to the Saints. Hasn't happened. I just, I just don't think, you know, Fitz is old now. Rosen hasn't yet picked up on the new OC's game. That's possible because, like you say, he started on Friday. He is fit. But apart from him and DJ, if Peterson was to leave, who do they have? There isn't anybody for me in that team that inspires me or... And Kirk, then, I think, has great potential. Yeah, that's true. I've forgot about him. And he will replace Fitz. If Fitz will retire at the end of this year just because of the free fall of the Cardinals. I just, yeah, the Cardinals are my loser. Just a, a big one for Nick here because he's not here. So he just had this last bit of information on this trade is that because they've already traded, the, they've traded the fourth now, they traded their first round pick to move up and get um, Davenport in the draft. Yeah. So they moved up to, to get him. And they traded their third round pick. So next year, the Saints only have the second, the fifth, the sixth, and the seventh. So basically, if you're a Saints fan, just don't watch the first two days of the draft. Pick up a notification to see who they draft in the second and just watch day three. Because there's, there's no other point. No, go out and celebrate what could be a Super Bowl win for you boys because the chances of that are fairly high. They're playing well. Fair to middling. Fair to middling. You heard it here first, sports fans. <laughs> That's about us, Murph. We've hit an hour. I'm not sure I'm going to do any editing because we've just talked for an hour. It's been awesome. It's been really good. Go find the podcast on all the available platforms. I'm not going to mention them again. Anchor is hooking us up. Give us a rating and review on iTunes. We massively, massively appreciate that. You can find Murph at Maverick Murph on Twitter. I don't have one yet. I think I should hook myself up. Definitely. The podcast is at 5 Yard Rush and that's YRD Rush. But Murph, until next week, it's been fun. Keep trucking. You can live a long, healthy life if you're HIV positive. With the current treatments, we can get patients down to being undetectable. The array of options is so much greater today. U equals U. Undetectable equals untransmittable. If someone who's HIV positive, they're taking their medication, they're undetectable, they're not able to pass HIV to their partners. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your HIV treatment is their prevention. Get more information at doitforumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.